I was in the army. Yeah. Any family in the state, Sony? Any cousins, brother-in-law, anybody? Oh, no way. Everybody stayed. You ever been in jail, Tony? Me? Jail? No way. No. Been in a mental hospital? Oh, yeah. And the boat coming over. What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Am I kidding me or what? Just answer the questions, Tony. Okay. No. Okay? Fuck no. Arrested for vagrancy, marijuana, Never mind. heroin, no, nothing. cocaine. No. Where'd you get the beauty scar, tough guy? Eating pussy? How am I gonna get a scar like that eating pussy? This was when I was a kid. You know, mm -hmm. you should see the other kid. People are always saying about the talk, and I talk, and I talk, and I talk, but guess who can walk? I back it up! I back it up! That means it's time to roll, baby. You got nothing going on between your ears, buddy. Hey, John, do you think I'm just gonna sit there and let you kill me, John? I mean, really. I think I could beat every girl in my division with one hand. That guy's such a dick. I mean, you show your true colors after a fight. That fucking guy comes up to me. You know who you are, huh? I don't have much left to say other than you have seen nothing yet. <laughs> Hope to God you come ready. I'm Michael Morgan and she's G from Woe TV. This is episode 162. Welcome to the Wocast. Hello. Hey Mike, what's going on? Well, you know something. I I know I've been moaning for the longest time that you know the UFC needs to come different. They need to come big, they need to come harder. The lackluster cards that they've been providing us with recently. To be honest with you, and I'll lay my card firmly on the table, I speak about it week in, week out, mm -hmm. haven't really floated my boat since McGregor versus Cerrone. Now, this card, you know, Mike ain't really playing the whole prelim thing. Man, I've got some things to tell you about this prelim card. I know usually, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know usually I'm just waking up for the main card, if not just the co-main and main event. Now, nah, man, mm -hmm. I'm going to be do pulling an all-nighter on this one. It's got some intriguing matchups. And you know what? I don't really want to jinx it, but it looks stunning. Backed. UFC 248 looks incredible. Yeah, it's definitely worth every penny. Um, mm. It's got fan favorites. I mean, Yol, on, Yol fighting anytime just gets me going. And then he's fighting Israel Adesanya. I don't agree, you know, with how Yol got the shot, but I am locked and loaded and ready to watch this. Welly Zhang, Joanna Jojacek, like, it's too much. And then it's so funny, Mike. You're hella, like, excited about the prelims and yeah. you're going to watch all the cards. I'm not that crazy. I'm not... I'm not tripping off the prelims too badly. There, you know, there's some that there's some specific fighters I want to see, but I can't say these mm -hmm. matchups have me drooling. But I am going to talk more in depth on on, on one of them because you know I always can find a prelim to talk about. But I'm pumped more for the main card. Okay, you know what we're going to do? Like I say, for mm -hmm. me, this card has some intriguing storylines, and uh, I'm going to oh, shove the word in there because I know I know that um, Kairos loves it. We've got some really intriguing narratives. Really and truly, I think it's only right that we start from the bottom of the card and work our way up. Right. Now, in terms of the prelims, um, I hope we are um, on the same page. I remember you saying there's one that kind of sticks out. Mm -hmm. But for me, one, one that immediately jumps off the page as we're working our way up mm -hmm. the card in terms of prelims is um, Gerald Merchett and uh, Deron Wynn. Now, remember his outing, his first outing. How many strikes that guy let off? Do you remember um, that? 
no, I, I, I don't remember. You're talking about um, Deron Wynn's first fight in the UFC? Yeah. Um, let me see here. I believe that was Eric Spicely, or which would Eric have been Spicely. a war. Eric, yeah. Eric is a beast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 150 strikes plus in that fight. Yeah, I mean, I, that fight was a barn burner, but um, my man Spicely did go down. He um, lost to a decision win to Duran. But I do agree mm. with you. Duran is just fun to watch. You know what I mean? Like, And he's also like the the engine that could. He just seems to me, he's stocky and stuff, but he just seems like a smaller you know, guy for the division, but I love it. And I like his um, attitude. I like what he, you know, he's going to bring to the table. I did enjoy his fight with Darren Stewart. And you're right. He is coming off a loss from that. So he'll be hungry as ever. But Gerald Mershot is a smart fighter. So, you know, we'll, we'll see who prevails. But that's just it. They're both coming off losses. They're both looking to bounce back. In terms of reps to protect, I think out of both of them, Deron Wynn has got a massive rep to protect. I mean, you know, you can't get any bigger in terms of mentors. Dan Cormier being his mentor. Now, really and truly, I, you know, I don't want to sound like, you know, I want to run it back or anything like that. But we both know when he actually faced Darren Stewart, Deron Wynn, um, for me, that was a very close run thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not suggesting for a second we take back that win. Mm-hmm. But all I'm saying, it was very, very close. The fact is, he is a superb wrestler in terms of technique. The guy, you know, finessed mm-hmm. in terms of preparation. I'll tell you why. There was no way that he was going to, with the same game plan that he had for Spicy, attack Darren Stewart in that same way and that is keep it on the feet. So he took it where he knew that, you know, Darren really wasn't so strong. So right. Which for is both smart. Of them, mm-hmm. mm, for both of them now coming up for loss, I think that we are going to see a barn burner of a fight here. I do too. And I, I don't really find his fights, I don't have any problems with Duran's fights. I enjoy them. Even when he did grind out Darren Stewart, I still enjoyed it because for the same reason that you did, like, oh, really? You're not going to stand and bang with him? Interesting. And he pulled it off. So I enjoyed his performance and I look forward to more performances from him. And this um, fight did catch my eye, but I'm I'm more interested in in Duran, I always mess up his name. Um, Duran's, yes, Deron there you Wynn. go. Duran mm. Win. I'm always interested in his progression, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm locked and loaded for this fight as well. Uh, I don't think then we've got to the prelim fighter or prelim fight that you were you were looking out for. But I just wanted to march forward then and crack on with Rodolfo, uh, Rodolfo Vieira and uh, Sarpex Sarpov. Sarpov, sorry. Um, mm. I um, used to speak to um, Hodger Gracie a lot. I've interviewed him. I've done many documentaries with him. Really? And I've trained with him. He used to come down to Lions Den Gym, which I used to train at, and he used to um, roll with us quite a lot. And every single time we got around to, you know, who should be in MMA, and we're talking about like, um, you know, six years ago I was rolling with him, but who should be in MMA, he was always talking about Hadolfo. He was saying, when this guy gets into the UFC, it's over. This guy is incredible. Look out for him. Man, we're talking about a jiu-jitsu legend. So, you know, I should have been on my P's and Q's from the time that he started speaking about him. But I was like, yeah, really? Man, (laughs) man, 
Oh boy, this I'm I feel excited. is going to be a, a, yeah, it's going to be a showcase fight for Hadolfo. Look him up. What I want you to do after we finish the show, look mm. up Hadolfo um, Vieira after you, we finish recording because seriously, my guy is a phenom. We're talking about a jiu-jitsu legend, and I really, really do feel that this is just going to be yeah, this wow. is going to be a real showcase for his skills. There's only one winner I feel in this one. Actually, nip 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 nip. Let's just roll that back. I didn't actually give you who I thought was going to win. Um, and I think I've just given the game away there. I think Deron Wynn is going to um, take it in terms of oh, so that previous matchup. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's but cool. Speaking of speaking of winners here, um, Hadolfo Vieira um, is going to come away with this victory and come away with it in an emphatic fashion. I think it's going to be, you're looking at either a, I think I'm going to go for a second round sub. Submission? Wow. Yeah. Okay, you're high he, on this he's dude. BJJ I'm gonna look skills. Him up. Mm, he's BJ Skills. Seriously, on fire. Legendary. Oh, that's awesome. Because, you know, like, that's part of the reason why I like the prelims is because I get to learn about fighters that I don't know anything about, and then I get to yap about it with you. So thank you for putting me on, because I will definitely, after, you know, we record, I'm going to look him up. And then I'll remember him when I watch the fights and see um, if your prediction will hold true. But I'm kind of pumped now. <laughs> Awesome. Moving swiftly on, Sean O'Malley. Like I say, I'm racing through Up. the ones which, you know, I'm looking forward to. So if I've got to, I feel I've got to where you're looking forward to now, shout if I've missed one. But Sean O'Malley versus uh, Jose Quiones. Now, you might remember that, well, I suppose the reason why I'm intrigued about this is because Jose Quiones um, fought um, Nathaniel Wood previously. And Nathaniel, you know, Basically oh, yes. schooled him. Mm-hmm. Yes, but and it's, I'm, it's I'm, interesting mm-hmm. that he schooled him because he was on a, a four-fight win streak before he faced Nathaniel Woods. Yep. So that's pretty, very telling of one of Nathaniel Woods. And also, too, like, this guy's pretty good. Nathaniel snapped a four-fight four win streak. So Jose is somebody that, you know, um, I hopefully Sean is prepared for, and I'm worried about ring rust or anything like that. Which You know, mm-hmm. I always worry about that when fighters take a, a long break because I believe Sean O'Malley's last win has been quite a while because he was caught up in two like two... Ago. Yeah, two, there you go. Two years ago because mm-hmm. of like two ped violations. So I hope he's not rusty because, man, he's on fire when he <laughs> before he got popped, you know? Put it this way. I feel that there's a reason why Sean O'Malley versus Jose Keown is, is the curtain jerker for the pay-per-view. <laughs> this is going to be fight of the night. Yeah. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. Really and truly, um, there is a reason, as I say, that they've actually put this in this position because mm-hmm. we're going to be looking at a barn burner because this is a guy who, even before his, his, his role was slowed, mm-hmm. um, you know, was one to watch he was one to look out for and what i love about this guy is even though there's been that kind of how can i put it slowing of his role and the fact that you know there was an injury and then there was the whole um usada and yeah. um, debacle mm-hmm. he hasn't actually rested on his laurels he's been out there pushing and basically waving the flag for the sean o'malley brand and which i just love the sugar sean o'malley brand is big looming large no one has forgotten about him 
Absolutely. I think um, he was smart enough to jump on some type of video game venture or business type of deal or something going on. I just saw something briefly that he is, you know, definitely pushing his brand, but also he um, competes in jujitsu tournaments. So hopefully that helps with like getting back, you know, acclimated to being inside the UFC cage again. And it's good to see him still sharpening his tools and still competing Mm. in something while he's out not just training you know so he still can feel that competitive edge i don't remember the outcome of his match but i do know that he did participate in a jiu-jitsu uh, contest so i was happy to oh, see okay. that yeah so that that's good and i mean i just i didn't watch him on the contender series mike i'll be honest with you i do not Same watch here. that show yeah i don't watch that show i, I find it to mm. be quite exploitive and it's also the game show format doesn't work with me. Violence in game shows, come on down. Like, the price is right. That shit don't work for me. I'm sorry. I think that shit is corny. But um, So I don't watch it. So anybody that comes over from the Contender Series, I watch on the prelims or on the main card. And even though he comes from the Contender Series, I've seen the highlights from the show. I've seen him. He's flashy. He's everything that you want out of a UFC fighter. And I know Dana loves him, too. And why mm. not? I mean, he's got these long limbs. He utilizes his reach really well. And by the way, he has a reach advantage over Jose, which is which is his bread and butter. You know, he uses his length well, and then he's flashy, and he he knocks people out. So I'm, I'm, I'm high up. This was my featured prelim of the show. Oh, you stole it from right. me. I thought as but, much. No, but it's okay, because we're both going to be pumped, and you're going to be awake to watch this. So I oh, get big to, time. Yeah, I get to WhatsApp you like, are you up? Are you watching this? <laughs> and thank God you will be. You know something? You have shamed me recently <laughs> into staying up. It's you. Man, I'm usually like, yeah, when the, uh, when the three o'clock rolls around, I'm, my, my alarm's like kicking off and then I'm, I'm getting out of bed. I'm telling you. Man, you have shamed me because you've yes. constantly been tweeting whilst I've been asleep. <laughs> oh, yes. Like I'm blowing you up. And you know what I mean? And then it's just like I'm just so excited because it's like the prelims are so raw. It's just that sometimes mm. you're just not familiar with these people. But the fights, the scrambles and and the KOs are just mind blowing. So I've come to, to, to be, adore them. <laughs> yeah. To, to be honest, though, I'm not going to front. The reason why, you know, I, I'm saying it with my chest this week mm. that I'm going to be up and um, waiting for these prelims. Come on, man. There are some intriguing matchups here. Yeah. Seriously, mouthwatering yeah. to the to the point where, you know, you, have, you really got to applaud the matchmaking. Every single one of these or, or every one that we've touched on so far, seriously, there, yeah. there is a genuine reason to watch. Real compelling matchmaking here. Real yeah, but, compelling. Because you know what I find interesting is that there are a lot of fighters here that I'm not familiar with or that I barely know. And then there are some mm. fighters like I do know who they are. I don't know their opponent, but I'm like, you know, like Guido Canetti. He had a l- nice fight against um, Marlon Vera. They went back and forth. And ever since that fight, I keep an eye on him. He's fighting on the early prelims. You know what I mean? Like Douglas yeah. Silver, DeAndraj. I don't know. I'm not familiar with his opponent, but I know Douglas and he goes hard. You know what I mean? Pollyanna mm. Viana is fighting. I'm familiar with her. So it's like there are these individual fighters on the prelims and the early prelims that are just getting drawing my attention. And I hope like these new name folks that I'm not familiar with really bring it. You know, but I'm I'm more pumped for the main card. But I'm with you, Mike. I'm I'm a prelim fiend, so I think we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of fun Saturday night with them. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Now. Just on this particular matchup, I really do see Sean O'Malley 
Lena Smackoff-Dan. I think that we're looking at, you know, an explosive start, and I think we're looking at an explosive finish. I think we're, we, I'm going to put it out there. First round KO. Yeah, I'm going to, I agree with you. I think either first round, I'm, mm. um, you know what, I'll give it second round. This guy's Mexican. You know how the Mexicans are, man. They fight to oh, the death. Oh, they throw. Yeah, there's no mm. first round a lot of times with them. So, you know, <laughs> so I think, you know, this Mexican guy is going to give him the blues. You know, and not necessarily give him a problem, but he's going to fight back and fight hard. And if you look at his record, he wins by unanimous decision most of the time. So that mm. leads me to believe that, you know, he goes out there and he stays in your face and he fights hard for all three rounds. And that's just sounds like something that's going to make for a lot of fun against Sean O'Malley, you know. And I think Sean O'Malley, I just saw a video Honestly, right before you called me, Mike, on ESPN, oh, right. Sean O'Malley was talking about how he has just getting started with this. Like, he is pressed to come back, and he's ready yeah. to make a statement. So he's going to be looking to do that against Jose. You can well believe that. Because like I oh, say, facts. the momentum with which, you know, he was building, you know, before that, that layoff. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, to be fair... Um, <laughs> Man, I, I would be very, very shocked and surprised if he fights as though he's been away for two years. There's not going to be any ring rust there. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I'm always concerned with that. The only person that I don't worry about ring rust is Dominic Cruz. But everybody else, when you take a long break, I'm just like, oh, Lord. I hope you know. hope you're not rusty. But if he isn't ring, if he doesn't have ring rust, I also won't be shocked because, like I said, he was competing on UFC Fight Pass. I forget the organization. Yeah. So... And he also mentioned that he's still training a lot. So, and then look at his motivation. He was just on ESPN saying, I'm a rookie in the game. I'm just getting started. So, it sounds like his mind, body, and everything is right for this fight. So, uh, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's see. What else is there? Um, Mike, you mind if we jump on the main card? Because I am ready. Here's here's one for you before we get to the main and co-main. Mm. I am really dialed into Neil Magny versus um, Li Jinglang. You know, and Neil himself, too. He's had a little bit of a layoff. His last fight was in 2018. He had a pet scare. You know, he tested uh, positive for something, uh, USADA. It, they um, made him take a seat, and then it wound up being for quite a while. Yeah. But now I think the suspension is over or he's been cleared. And then they put him up against... Li uh, Jingli, who is on a tear, and he fights quite well. And here's the thing about Li Jingli that I notice in his fights: he makes the necessary adjustments to win and to land, you know, like those those killer those killer blows or that knockout punch. And I'm nervous he's going to do it to Neil Magny. Put it this way: you've got every reason to be nervous because that's what's going to yeah. happen. I see that <laughs> Li Jingliang so is going to be in his element here. Neil Magny is coming off a horrific loss yeah. to uh, my 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 man, my dude, Santiago um, Ponzinibbio. And um, Ponzinibbio kind of just took out his leg and then just boxed him up and took him out. It was a very sad loss. So <laughs> I'm sure Neil is going to want to rebound from that. But, I mean, the UFC does not play. They gave him somebody that's on a three-fight win streak, someone who was on a tear, and then someone, too, that wants to represent his country. Don't forget China is pitching yes. to really make a mm. statement. And in his last fight, he said just that. In his victory speech, China strong. He was saying all types of stuff. So he's got a whole country behind him. And he's he's ready. 
So I don't know. I think Neil's going down. I think I think um, Jing Li is going to land one of those hard hooks that he's known for and drop him. Not that she needs it, but do you think that this was strategically placed to give, you know, Wiley Zhang, um, you know, some kind of like confidence boost and um, boost of confidence and support? Um, no, I don't think the UFC is that type of business. Mm. I think he's on this card because she is not really to support her, but to bring more attention to the Chinese market. Yeah. Can you imagine if 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 Welly Zhang decimates JJ and then he also does the same? I mean, you're going to remember them. You know what I mean? Like that is a very smart business move because if they annihilate their opponents, Michael, I'm telling you, it's going to be quite obvious that two Chinese um you know, fighters were on the card and they did quite well and we'll be talking about them at the same time. It's kind of brilliant. And then if they ever go back to China, you can, you know, co-main event him and, and have her as the main event. It's, it's brilliant. I just think it's more of a money business and promotional move rather than support. Ah. I think you were, I think you were being nice. That's really nice of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think the UFC is like, oh, let's give her a Chinese friend. Back up, you know? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't think so but yeah I, I just to choose a word that you threw out there he will decimate Neil Magny yes. Neil Magny I, I yeah. feel has been brought in as the sacrificial lamb because we both know the stand up game of um, Li Jing Liang and I don't really feel that this is going to get to the ground and if it does you know what uh, Li Jing Liang has shown in the past is that he's very very quick to pop up I mean maybe just maybe um, that will be the approach of Magni, but I, I can't see him keeping Li Jingliang yeah. down. I just don't see it. I don't see him keeping um, Jingliang down, and I also don't think Magni can establish a jab to keep him on the outside good enough. I think because, remember, in his last fight, Jingliang fought, uh, I can't remember his name, Alizi Zaleski Dos Santos, and he had to make major changes and adjustments in that fight to get the TKO. And I think that Ling can do that with Neil as well. And I think Neil is a fighter that you can somewhat figure yeah. out. I call them like recipe fighters. <laughs> I think Anthony Pettis is like that. You know, like you just cook it up. You put all the ingredients in and if this person can't fight on the on the back foot, then you get in their face and you do it and you can win. I think he's one of those fighters. The recipe I think fighter. You can game plan him. Yeah, I think you can game plan. Mm. I think there are s certain fighters where you just know how to beat them and you implement that. And I think Neil is one of those fighters, but we shall see. It's MMA, right, Mike? You never know what can happen. Exactly. So we're both going for Ji Liang. Oh, absolutely. Jing Liang, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? All right, we're getting along so far in the mm. house. What about you? You pick the next main card fight to discuss. What's on your brain? Um... To be honest with you, I want to fast mm -hmm. forward to Weili Zhang. Are we calling her Weili yeah. Zhang or Zhang Weili? See, the UFC are calling her Zhang Weili. Everybody else seems to be calling her, uh, well, Weili Zhang, and the UFC are calling her Zhang Weili. I'm, I'm just happy that I can just pronounce her name because <laughs> I can't say anyone's name. So it doesn't, to me, I don't care. I'm just so happy I can say Weili Zhang or Zhang Weili. I'm just happy that I'm not fucking it up like I usually <laughs> do with everybody else's name but I I I do think it's um Zhang Wiley but I don't know mm. I don't know but I will say this I'm just so happy she's fighting Joanna and I have so much to say but you go ahead first what do you think is gonna happen you see again for this to be contested first of all in the states is incredible because 
really and truly off the back of that last victory um, you know you'd expect you know the, the champions have championship privileges now we all know what's going on in China so obviously you know it's an opportune yeah. time and it's um, fortuitous that it actually panned out the way that it did but for me Joanna Yanjechik um, is going to be handed a severe beating we've seen how <laughs> ferocious um, and how unrelenting and how uncompromising uh, Weili Zhang can be when it comes to the striking game. Now, the thing is this, she has got a pretty decent, pretty working um, submission game as well. She's as good as... Oh, she's, yeah. yeah. She's, she's good on yes. the ground and on her feet. Yeah. Now, we both yep. know that this is going to be contested on the feet, but you know what? I've got a sneaking suspicion that, you know, we're going to see a bit of ground game from uh, Weili Zhang as well because... Really and truly, that's the only credible threat I feel that Yuan Yunjaychik has, and that is on the feet. But I do feel, you know, the large amount of this is going to be contested on the feet, and I feel that's going to be Yuan Yunjaychik's downfall because she's going to be too pieced up. I mean, in terms of the style yeah. that, and like I say, it's an unrelenting style as well. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about classic come forward Muay Thai um, kicks, hooks, punches. Go teeps yeah. she comes with the whole gamut she brings the whole toolkit and she'll be bringing more than mm-hmm. the toolkit she'll be bringing the kitchen sink as well really and truly uh, yeah. I feel for you Anna because I personally don't feel it was in her best interest to joke about the fact that no. you know there is an ongoing and now global crisis uh, with the coronavirus now the fact is yeah. you and I know that um, she's coming with the weight of a nation behind her. Weili Zhang mm-hmm. ain't playing. And I love the way in which she kind of like left it when she was responding to Yoanny and Jacek that, you know, so I, I, I really yeah. hope that you stay safe and make your way to fight night. What was missing was for your annihilation because I feel that's what's going yeah. to happen there but you know what I just want to put it out there I really don't feel mm-hmm. that Joanna Yunjechik was being racist I don't think she meant any malice she is a very what's the word I'm looking for um, it is don't let me say she, it she, she, she is she's up. a precocious um, trickster who loves um, to needle people. I tell you why. I sat down with Yuan and Yunjechik, and she was teaching oh. me, and um, I think one of the journalists who was with me at the time, to say her name. And she was slapping us every time we got her name wrong, which is it kind of mm-hmm. like playing into, like I say, the precocious nature, the, the fun loving nature of Yuan and Yunjechik. I just think she just loves to have a laugh. She loves to poke fun. She's silly. Yes, yeah. yes. And, you know, yeah, you can't really silly. wrong her for that. Now, remember, yeah. the whole post wasn't her creation. It was basically a repost. But in short, um, I feel that has been her undoing here because I feel that there is a seething opponent who's going to meet her flush head on when they tackle each other on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I mean, you open the doors to a couple of things. Mm. As far as Joanna being racist, I mean, I don't know her. I can't say it. But I feel like when you say or do racist things, it's easy for people to say you're racist. So to do the Chinese eyes in a photo and to kind of like she did not create the meme. She just 
joked about it and she put it on her page, but I did find that to be unprofessional. But is she racist or maybe, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure, but I will say this. She is a jokester, like you said. So perhaps she is trying to push her buttons, but of course we've discussed this before. You push racial and ethnicity lines, things get a little ugly Mm. and people make assumptions about you. So if people think she's racist, it's her own fault because you're putting stuff out there that makes her look that way. But back to the fight. Welly Zhang versus JJ is something else for me, Mike. Um, I know that I forwarded you a clip of me on YouTube with the Unleashed, um, on the show called Unleashed, with um, three young, three guys that are on the, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the Walkout, Walkout Network. Network. Shout out to, I yeah, there you go, Walkout Network. That. I watched that from start to finish. Man, it was you know good, what? right? You know what, I, I'm not just bigging you up for the sake of bigging you up but i loved hearing your interaction there and um i i just love the 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 vibe of the whole show that is something which i'm gonna be um tuning into um on a regular basis i liked the way that they had the split screen there i loved the way in which you know everybody had an opinion which wasn't necessarily chiming with everybody else i love the fact that you know that it, it, it was almost as though you guys had a formula there in terms of the way in which you interacted with each other. Yep, hats off to that show there. Love the Walkout Network and, and what they represent. Loved it. Walkout Network, it's on YouTube. Mm. It's called Unleashed. It's with Anthony, Jay, and Ben. They're awesome. But the reason why I brought that up is because we broke down Welly Zhang and JJ, and they had me thinking, and I watched footage, and I did some thinking, and they are absolutely correct. I think the problem is going to be Welly Zhang's power and the fact that she is also a bully and she comes forward and that is going to be a problem for Joanna because Joanna is not going to want to strike with her too much because Welly Zhang can match her striking um, accolades you know what I mean like she's just as good as a striker as Joanna but she's probably stronger than her that's going to be a problem and also Joanna how long are you going to be able to keep her on the outside and, and, and at some point, Welly Zhang is going to be able to get in on the inside and she's going to hurt her yeah. and she's going to hit her very hard. And the reason why I say that is because you have to also take into account the people that Joanna, excuse me, not people, but fighters that Joanna has also lost to, Mike. She has lost to Valentina Shevchenko. Mm. Do you know why? Because she, too, is a striker that is technical and can match Joanna's striking, and she's strong. That's an issue for Joanna. Look at Thug Rose. She, too, can strike and has good footwork, and she's technical. That's a problem. If you can match Joanna's striking and you're stronger than her, Joanna going to lose. You know what I'm saying? 100%. (laughs) You see, that's the issue here. It is going to be power because... I have to say, if you put them side by side and you looked at their striking prowess, Mm. Joanna, for me, is the more technical. She looks beautiful in her movement. Now, Wally Zhang is the more powerful. She will knock, I feel, you're either going to see a TKO or a solid KO in this fight. She's just so powerful. She's a bully as well, as you said. Yes, and, and, and that's the problem is that a lot of times when you see Joanna fight, she controls the distance and the range and, and she's just two-piecing everybody up. What happens when you can't do that because a stronger, bigger woman is just staying in your face and you can't keep her on the outside anymore? And let's not forget, like, I understand Joanna thought that joke was funny and then she gave like a, like kind of like a, I don't know, like a blasé, fake-ass apology, yeah. but little do you know you have, you offended somebody that was... 
you know, like she had to move her camp because of that virus. She might know people that have it or, or die. she lives in China yeah. for crying out loud. It's affecting mm. her and she had to move her camp. You know what I mean? So it's like you've greatly offended a woman that is very patriotic, loves her nation and is desperately trying to 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 get herself out there with her fans in the UFC. And I say that because I watched that countdown, you know, the UFC countdown for this card. Oh, okay. And Welly Zhang is like learning English at a rapid rate. She wants to talk to her fans that, you know, um, don't speak Chinese. Like, she's pressed to really get out there. She wants to get on the market. She wants yeah. to be seen. And she really wants China to have a name in the UFC. And she's offended by Joanna. Oh, Joanna's in trouble. Welly Zhang has a statement to make. She doesn't just want to win. She has a statement to make that's dangerous. No, you're right. And the thing for me about this whole thing is mm-hmm. I think that maybe... Joanna doesn't really check the temperature when she goes on her pranks. This is kind of like an off-the-cuff thing that she does because what she may not know or what I feel that she wouldn't know is that, you know, especially like in the UK, it's a big deal. The coronavirus is, you know, basically putting people at odds racially and it's it's charging um, racial division because there has been a couple of incidents in the last couple of days where people have been beaten up because you know of of the appearance that they may have as being from China as a visitor so they've been beaten up and you know words to the effect of we don't want you over here infecting us with your coronavirus has been thrown at them now that is just you know I think the tip of the iceberg, because obviously the world is a bigger play, big place, and I can imagine yeah, that yeah. that sort of thing is being played played out not just in the UK, but globally. Oh, it's 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 happening here too. Oh, wow. It's so funny you say that. This yeah, this morning, not that I saw an assault on a Chinese person, but I saw a Chinese American. She's not even from China. She's Chinese American. She was on the New York City subway and she coughed, and the, and the white woman across from her was offended, had things to say to her. And you just can't act like every Chinese person has coronavirus in the United States. Like, it's that is racist and it's wrong. But can you imagine fighting someone and then they make a joke about something that you're going through or that, that pertains to you and it's highly offensive and it involves your country and possibly people you know suffering from this virus? Wally Zhang is going to beat that ass. You hear me? Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned th- th- that example that you, you saw. It just reminded me, I hadn't really actually clocked the significance of it. I was on the train um, earlier this morning and mm-hmm. I was sat opposite a woman who was covering her face. And when I looked to the side of her, yeah, there, there was a Chinese person sat next to her. So I was thinking, no, you're not out here pushing this are you you're not out here directly disrespect i just couldn't believe it and i refuse to believe that's why she was actually covering her face wow yeah it's it's i don't i don't know about you but like the racism towards like chinese people just went through the roof on my timeline i saw people like yeah that you know why that disease is out there because they eat mice and shit wow and they had a they had a guy eating live mice on his plate and it's just like that's so ignorant because it's like that's just a cultural difference Mm. we just don't eat certain things in other countries you know what i mean like some people look at us crazy because we eat i I can't even think of an example but it's like 
there you mm. go oxtail goat and then you know in another country they'll look at us and be like that's disgusting i don't understand why we do that to chinese people when it's like it's just cultural and also too if you were dirt poor or i'm not saying chinese people are poor but when i went to iceland the traditional dish is like a face like a lamb face and it's because they barely made it out there in iceland like they had to eat what they have so how are you and that is seen as a delicacy it's seen as a delicious dish as well but it's but my point is is that some Sometimes the landscape, where you are culturally, being impoverished, socioeconomic status causes you to eat things yeah. that Americans don't eat. So why why mm. would you blame a virus on cultural differences? Because why you're racist? You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's fucked up. And that's why I thought it was in poor taste that Joanna shared that meme. But it worked in Welly's in, in Zhang's favor because I really think that's added motivation to, to win. Oh, 100%. Well, we haven't got that long to find out. And oh, I, I really do, I, I, like I said to you, this whole card has got me rubbing my hands, man. I mean, now, I guess we're on to the piece de resistance, as it were. <laughs> and that is Alice. <laughs> you see my French there? Uh-huh. Not bad. <laughs> I act like I can, like I speak French, but, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> no, but man, this is, I mean, we're in for a treat. Uh, I, mm, I just Israel Adesanya oh. versus Yo Romero. Yes. Now, first off, you know, before we even get into it, mm-hmm. are you, because I know you're a purist, Absolutely. are you offended that Yo has got the shot, considering, you know, the fact is that man's coming off losses? Yeah, I am, but I want to see this fight, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like I'm not excited or I'm going to boycott it. I'm, I'm just as excited as someone who doesn't care that this is just dead-ass wrong, you know? <laughs> okay. Who should have got it? Okay. Paula Costa is injured. Mm-hmm. Who should have got it, then? Who should have got this what, title shot? Um, why couldn't we wait for Costa? And if we didn't wait for Costa, what's wrong with Jared Cannonier? He's coming off... I believe he's coming off a win. I mean, now I know he's injured, but at the time... I just, yeah. um, again, shout out to um, the Walkout Network. We also discussed why are we doing this right now? And I I, meant, mm. and I, I wanted to ask you that, Mike. What's the rush? Why is Israel Adesanya, why does he have to fight Yo Romero right now? Why can't he wait the, till Yo gets a win and fight someone mm-hmm. else? What's the rush? The, the rush is, and I think that he should be commended for this. Of course. It was Israel Adesanya's idea that this happened. Mm. It was Israel Adesanya who was campaigning for this. And really and truly, in a time where you have, you know, respect to him, I don't know if he was joking or whether there is an underlying seriousness to this joke, Mm. but where you have Darren Till saying, I do not want to fight Yo Romero, (laughs) and you have another fighter out here, Israel Adesanya, who can't get a dance, who is saying, yeah, we'll tango. I'll have him, one of the hardest looking brothers out there, chiseled out of rock, chiseled out of granite. Y'all's a problem, yeah. Really and truly, (laughs) the kryptonite to his um, superpower, and that is he is a powerhouse in terms of stand-up. I mean, the angles that he cuts... The fact is, he is a, he's a striking phenom. No one can tell me different. And his kryptonite, obviously, is wrestling. We're looking at a Olympic wrestler. I'm sure he didn't he get either silver or gold, Yo Romero? Silver, yep. Now, fact is, man competed in the Olympics. And he mm. is what Israel Adesanya has called out. Now, I, I, I refuse to hear any talk about... <laughs> 
this being a matchup that shouldn't have happened. This, come on, man. Again, getting back to the anti-purist that I am, this, <laughs> this for me is a fan's dream. No, it is. That's why I'm not hashtag complaining. Black and, yeah, that, hashtag black on black violence. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It, this is this is the black on black crime going on right now, right here. And I am not going to complain about it, but I do think it's wrong. And I, I could have waited, but I'm not going to complain because this is a dream matchup. And it's it's exactly what you said. I respect exactly. Israel for calling mm. him out. And it's not he didn't just call him out. He keeps saying, I'm going to do what nobody else can do. I'm going to finish yeah. him. And he keeps mm. saying it. I'm gonna wear him out. You got. You know what you need to do, Mike, and I'm listeners also catch the um, UFC countdowns and embedded. If oh, you're right. excited now without watching those shows, you're gonna be doubly as excited after watching those shows. It, it's it's bananas how motivated everybody is on the card. Like I got goosebumps last night just listening to Israel and Yo and Welly Zhang and JJ. Like it was unreal yo's manager by the way no his trainer excuse me he was like yo needs to be tested like scientifically examined he was like the guy's getting older but he's getting faster and stronger and then they showed a clip to him looking like a greek god chiseled at the age of 41 and i'm just like maybe he's right maybe he needs to be studied in a lab because this is unreal and then you have israel just saying like yo i'm going to finish him trust me on that and it's i'm just i have goosebumps so you won't hear what me I, complain. What I, <laughs> what I love about this as well, you know, we're looking at a guy who isn't content with the fact that he has dethroned Whitaker. He wants to, he, he's into one-upmanship. He's into real pettiness. He wants to do something that Whitaker wasn't able to do. Yeah. He wants to knock Yo Romero out. I just, do you think, love do it. you think he gets, do you think he does that though? No, I think if anything, if anything, this is going to go to a decision. Me too. Me too. I, I don't see any KOs coming in, in any way, shape or form. I just feel in terms of chins, you know, mm-hmm. Romero is up there with the best of him. He's uh, he's made of sturdy stuff. I mean, Robert I mean, Whittaker I, I, said he felt like he was fighting a piece of steel. Was it Robert Whittaker or Luke Rockhold? They were like, it's like hitting a piece of steel. Mm-hmm. Oh, unreal. And then that kick he ate from Costa. You can find pictures of it online. It's like it's like he got hit in the face with a bat and he just walked through it like, oh, like it. <laughs> It's exactly like some kind of terminator. Yeah, he just, just he doesn't stop. Oh, it's just I mean, I, I, I cannot wait. But I will say this. I think that Israel is going to get it done. Um, I think the path to victory for Israel is is this. He has to have the higher fight IQ and he has to have the better cardio and endurance. And he has to wear Yo Romero out. And he has to be prepared for Yo's unpredictableness. But when it comes to Israel Adesanya, he counters so well, Mike. He can counter on the back foot. And then he takes, like, these strange angles. Whenever, like, someone throws a punch at him, he just kind of turns his whole body and fires back. And it's just like, wow. He doesn't go straight back in a line. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he's so mm. good at these, like, really quick 45-degree angles. And then, pop, he, he counters you. And then he can, yes. he can fight southpaw. He can fight regular stance he's he can fight in a straight line going back he can come forward and then like he establishes range and distance very quickly he did it in the first round against robert riddicker do you remember when he fought robert and then towards the end of the first round he dropped him 
Yes. It's because he had him figured out. He was he was doing mm. a lot of parrying. He was doing a lot of, you know, putting his jab out there, measuring his kicks. And then before you know it, he figured out that Robert Whitaker was being over aggressive and was coming at him hard. And he figured it out so 100%. quickly and dropped him. And then mm. and then you know what happened, murder she wrote in the second wrote in the second round. So I don't think Israel's gonna do what he did to Robert Whitaker to Yoel, but I think he is gonna figure his out his range and try to outwork him. And I think he gets it done. You know, we are both agreed that Israel Adesanya is going to clean up here. Mm-hmm. We are both agreed that it's going to be a, a decision Absolutely. victory. But you know what's playing in the back of my mind? The nightmare for me is that Yo Romero, one, does not make weight, which he has famously done previously. Two, annihilates Israel Adesanya in the second round. Yeah, like, like some unpredictable knee or something, or yeah, like what? He, and and Yo Romero has brilliant fight IQ. He knows when to throw that knee. He's watching you. He's figuring yes. you out. You know, and he's and that's, that he also knows that, when to conserve thing. his energy. Did you notice he likes yes. to play against the the cage and play Muhammad Ali rope a dope? Yeah. And then, but what he's yep. really doing is resting and letting his opponent exactly. wear himself out. And, po- and then he points to another direction like he did with po- I love this guy. <laughs> it's just such an intriguing matchup, Mike. But you are absolutely right. And guess what? If he doesn't make weight, the purist in me would be like, that's what the fuck y'all get. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I will quickly come back from being like, oh, I'm not going to complain to be like, I told all you bitches. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, this is what happens when you don't have somebody that can make weight and also who is on a loss. This is what happens when you baby and favorite fighters they start to just be like eh, you know i'll still fight though and you know what israel is still gonna fight him because this is about legacy it's not about the championship see, so he, and then see this if he doesn't make weight that's we can't his have advantage nice things. <laughs> go ahead <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things because we've got people like you out there doing juju <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you i will be the i will be i'm warning everyone now including you i will be an obnoxious jerk on Twitter <laughs> and I'm going to be like I told y'all that this was wrong and the MMA gods have spoken but but at the wow. same time we're still going to have fun because Israel is still going to fight him and y'all will have mm. a weight advantage because he's he, you know he's going to be heavier and if Isra- Israel beats him he'll even have more clout you know what I mean most fight people don't realize this when fighters don't make weight you're at an advantage most of them win you know what I mean like Yes, exactly. You did not struggle as the other fighter. You're not as depleted. You're walking around. You're heavier when you show up. So can you imagine if y'all has that advantage and Israel sparks him? Uh, yeah. And he's still going to fight him. So nobody needs to be worried about it. And it might fuck things up if y'all wins. But <laughs> that's what y'all That's get. my nightmare. That, that's what you get. That is my nightmare. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being sparked out by a 42-year-old man who isn't even going to be clinching the title and didn't make weight. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And then also, yo, like, that's what you get for not being able to cut down and you took this matchup and then you sparked the dude and now you just got to sit down and maybe beg to do it again or some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, I will say this. Even though I've picked Israel Adesanya, you never know. Yo is unpredictable. He's his fight IQ is through the roof. OK, when, mm. whenever you see yo do some type of flying knee and it, it works out of nowhere, 
it's on purpose. He is figuring you out. He figured out Luke Rockhold very quickly. You know, and then Chris Weidman, it was beautiful to see that Yon noticed the mistakes Chris was making. And as a result of Chris's mistakes, he was able to throw that knee. That is not a fluke, folks. That is someone's fight IQ and someone being able to adjust during the fight. That is brilliant and that is very dangerous. And Yol is unpredictable. You know, he's not going to fight like Robert Whitaker. When that last fight, Mike, did you notice that Robert Whitaker was like overly aggressive, th- throwing these yeah. looping hard? That, yeah. I noticed it. Can you imagine Israel Adesanya? Yol is not going to fight like that. He's going to be elusive. He's going to be weird. He's going to point in the wrong direction. He's going <laughs> to, on occasion, he might drop down and try to take him down, or he might try to yoke him up from the clinch. Israel is not going to know what's coming, and that's why Yol is dangerous and could possibly get some freak flash KO. So, and that, as I say, yeah. is my nightmare. <laughs> don't sleep on Yol, is what I'm saying. Even though I'm picking Izzy, don't sleep mm. on Yol. I didn't see that Chris Weidman knee. That shit came out of nowhere. That was nuts. And then, and then, even if he doesn't, if he's not capable of doing that, he's gonna stay in Israel's face and maybe take occasional breaks against the cage and get his breath. But he's going to wear him out as well. Mm. So, oh. I, I can't stress it enough. I'm I, I'm so excited. I don't, Mike. I Man. might even have to go to a sports bar and do this with a, a group or something or a meetup. Like that's how pumped I am. I might need a definitely atmosphere. lends itself to yeah, that. Yeah, imagine being in an atmosphere for this card. I'm thinking about it. Oh. Well, that about wraps up this episode of the Wocast. Join us as always every single Monday via iTunes or um, you can actually using the Anchor app and that is anchor.fm that will take you to every single platform that is possibly your preference so you're talking Spotify you're talking iTunes you're talking Google um, Play every single platform that you would prefer to listen to the Wocast on is available there but if you're listening on iTunes do basically drop us a very very um well lovely review and that uh, you never know in the coming weeks we might be giving prizes out to those people who are living leaving reviews yeah until next time <laughs> make some trouble i sure will later mike